0: All right, good morning, everybody. Kind of makes you want to go see the movie, right? Wow. Well, hey, we are so glad that you are here this morning. Again, a special welcome to any guests or visitors or if you're visiting from another campus. We are so glad that you're here. We pray that you feel uh, loved and encouraged and welcomed in this place. We want you to know that there is space for you in our family, and we love it that you're here. How about that video, huh? The whole production team uh, made that. Praise God for that. Um, pretty amazing stuff, kind of makes you want to know the rest of the story. And the amazing thing today is that you can. It's the Gospel of Mark, and it's right in your Bibles in front of you as we go throughout this sermon series looking at the Gospels this year at Lutheran Church of Hope. But before we do that today, before we unpack that a little bit, has anybody noticed it's been a little cold outside? Yeah? Anybody contemplated moving this week? We actually got together, yeah, I did too, we actually got together, the, the pastors and staff of Hope, this past week, and we're thinking about launching a new campus, which is really exciting. It's called Hope Jamaica. Does anybody want to sign up uh, for that? Yeah, yeah, we're thinking that have a a have a big turnout, but even though the, the, the good news today is even though it's, it's been like negative 15 degrees outside, uh, God doesn't stop changing lives, Amen. And we're excited about that and the things that he's doing. We've got some great things cooking uh, here at the Des Moines campus. It's cold outside, but man, there's a lot of things going on. So just this past week, I want you to kind of get a snapshot of what's going on here. Uh, Over 60 people have signed up for the core class that starts right here tonight at the Des Moines campus alone. There's probably another 100 uh, at the West Des Moines campus and then another 50 or 60 at the Ankeny campus. So that class that we started together here has now gone viral across all of Hope's campuses, so we're excited about that. Over 25 people are taking the Financial Peace University class right here on Wednesday nights. There are more life groups and missional communities meeting uh, through Hope Des Moines that all of you hopefully are involved with than ever before. There's more leaders, several of you as leaders. Many of you are stepping up into brand new ways, stepping outside of your comfort zones. And here's the thing, I say all that, it's never been about numbers, It has never been about numbers, but it is about numbers when those numbers represent people that are getting connected to Jesus Christ for the very first time or going deeper in their faith, and that is worth talking about, amen? That's, yeah, praise God, that's why we exist, that's that's why we're here. So it may be cold, but God's on the move. So here's my challenge to you, join it. Join us, get on board, get connected with the community, and most importantly, get connected to Jesus. Maybe for the first time today, maybe you're feeling stagnant, maybe you've plateaued in your faith, get connected to Jesus and go deeper with him than you ever have before. And what better time to do that than a brand new year? How those New Year's resolutions come in, by the way? Oh yeah, real good. It's really fun to go to the gym on January 3rd and then go on like January 20th and see the difference, right? Sometimes it doesn't always work out, but it's a great time for us as a church in this new year to get back to the basics of what life is really all about, which is our theme this year at Hope, as we're traveling through the Gospels. Whether you have been journeying with Jesus for a long time, and sometimes it's easy to slip into that mindset of been there, done that, got the t-shirt and the bumper sticker, all of it. (laughs) Taken the class, done the Bible study, I've done the whole church thing. Some of you are there, and some of you are saying, uh, where's the Gospel of Mark? You know what? That's okay. We are so glad that you're here today. Anywhere that you are on that spectrum, Jesus says, follow me. Whether you're just getting started or you're looking to go deeper, no matter where you are, if, 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 you're, if you're looking to get focus, if you're looking to get clarity about what God is calling you to do, it all starts with the basics and it starts by asking the question that you heard in the video, who is this Jesus. Who is this Jesus? And better yet, what is he offering to us? Jesus picks picks up on this uh, later on in the Gospel of John. You've probably heard this verse before. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus says, are you looking for direction in your life today? Jesus says, I am the way. Jesus says, are you looking for wisdom? Are you looking for guidance? Do you have a decision to make? Are you looking for guidance in your life? Jesus says, I'm the truth. Jesus says, are you looking to be satisfied? Are you completely full today? Jesus says, I'm the life. (laughs) I'm it. I am the only one who can satisfy you. And so Jesus says, you're looking for any of those things, follow me. The difficult thing and the problem is we don't always follow. We don't always follow because let's admit, I don't know about you, but for me, we tend to get off track sometimes. We tend to lose our way to get disoriented As we follow Jesus. And so I want to ask you this morning, I just want you to think about this. Go a little bit deeper, not just physical direction, but are you headed in the right direction? Think about that for a second. Are you headed in the right direction in your life? Are you on the right path? And secondly, how do you know it's right? How do you know that the path that you're on is right? How do you know that the direction that your life is headed right now is going to lead to real peace and real joy and real freedom? Or how do you know it's not leading somewhere else? Jesus says to every single one of us this morning, you want to know for sure? Follow me. You'll never go wrong. Follow me. And that's what we're going to do this morning, starting in the Gospel of Mark. So if you have your Bibles, open up to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. At verse 1. Mark chapter 1, verse 1. As you're turning there, I couldn't help but think this week as the blizzards came and the snow came and the winds came, I was thinking about this kind of what's what's the setting for what we're gonna look at today? And I was thinking of one of the last times that I truly felt completely lost and disoriented myself. I think it was last winter, and I, I'm pretty sure that it was December. We got this one of those storms that just kind of like this last week, just kind of came out of nowhere. Even some of the meteorologists, and a lot of the meteorologists that go to Hope, we have to give them a hard time once in a while. They don't always get it right, right? But there's grace. And so this storm just came up out out of nowhere, and and everyone knows one of the best places to be in the middle of a snowstorm, in the middle of a blizzard, is in the parking lot of a mall, (laughs) where you have no idea where your car is. Anybody ever been there? Okay, so that was me. So last December, I'm 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 going to uh, to Yonkers, and it's about ten days before Christmas, and I'm getting that last. Great gift for my wife. And, and some of you are thinking, wow, John, you're cutting it pretty close. Ten days before Christmas is pretty good for me. That's planning in advance, okay? So I'm working way ahead of time, and I've just bought this really nice necklace for Tiffany. It's ten days before Christmas, and I'm thinking, man, I'm feeling pretty good about things right now. Like She's going to love it. I'm a really good husband. I'm feeling really confident about myself and just really the direction of everything. And then I stepped outside. When I entered the mall that day, it was about 30 degrees. And so, of course, I have no hat and gloves, right? Because it's 30 degrees. It's Iowa, right? It's practically spring, right? And then I stepped outside. And out of nowhere, this blizzard comes up. When I entered the mall, it was 30. And then I stepped out of the parking lot. I don't know, what what are they calling it? This polar vortex, right? Just came out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, the winds start howling, and it it just came up out of nowhere. And here I am. Yeah, something like that. And I'm caught caught out in the parking lot. And so, um, but I'm a guy. And so I've got one thing on my mind and I'm thinking, I gotta get to my car and I gotta drive home. And so the the, the wind is, is going like this. I have no hat or gloves. And so I start wandering around and it's something like this. Just wandering around. And then as I'm out stumbling around blindly in the parking lot, I realize to myself I have no idea where my car is. I have no idea where my car is. And, and the worst thing is, in my panic, I realize I, 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 the wind's blowing so much and the snow's coming down. It, it feels like it's coming uh, from uh, top and from the sides and underneath. Uh, it, it's getting up my pants. I don't know where it's coming from. And I can't even see the mall. I can't see any of the cars. I don't know where I'm going. So I'm stumbling around and you know that scene from Star Wars where Luke Skywalker is out there in the snow riding that beast? I think we have a slide of that. It's something, that's me, okay? That's me in the mall parking lot. I am so disoriented and lost and confused, and I don't know where I am. Just, can we just bring, the, I'm going to be Jesus for a second. Calm this storm. okay, shh, okay. So I'm out there, and now I'm thinking just kind of in a moment of desperation. I never thought this is how it's going to end. This is how it's going to end. I'm going to die in a a mall parking lot. That's where I am. They're going to imagine the headline, Local Pastor Found in Valley West Mall Parking Lot. But at least I would be remembered as a romantic guy because they would find me with my dead, cold, lifeless fingers clutching to this beautiful necklace that I bought for my wife. So there I am disoriented, lost, and confused. And some of you are thinking, John, it's so simple. Just stop, turn around, and go back. Yes, it's very simple, but I'm a guy, and that would be admitting defeat. And so that's not what I did. And so I wandered around. Supposedly, I'd rather freeze to death. Well, eventually, I wandered back in. Some of you are thinking, did you make it? I'm here. And so I wander back into the lobby of the mall, and I probably look like the abominable snowman or something. I've got, like, icicles hanging off my, my goatee, and I'm in there, and these nice couple elderly ladies walk by me and go, you know how older ladies call you honey? Whether you're 40 or 50 or whatever, and they go, honey, are you, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Everything's fine, right? And, and it's not fine, as there's icicles hanging off of my beard, and I eventually remembered... And it shames me to admit this to you as your pastor today. I wasn't even in the right parking lot. You know, they all kind of look the same, all the Yonkers exits, you know, and I came in this one and then I left that one and it was by the men's clothing and I came in by the women's clothing and I uh, I wasn't even in the right parking lot. No wonder I couldn't find my car. I tell you all of that to ask you this, to ask you this. As you're going through life, how do you respond to the blizzards? How do you respond to the blizzards of life? What do you normally do when you're out there and things are going along just great, and then all of a sudden you're feeling lost and confused and overwhelmed and disoriented and in need of direction? What do you do in life when your priorities are all out of whack? Maybe that's where some of you are at this morning. What do you do when you have these, this person you want to be but you can't change on your own? What do you do when your mistakes and your sin keep getting the best of you? What do you do when you're lost and disoriented? What do you do when the blizzards of life come? Are you going to keep going in the same direction like I did? Are you going to keep stumbling around on your own and trying to figure it out? Or are you going to stop and you're going to turn around and you're going to come home? It's your choice, Jesus says, and I pray that you would choose life. Step out of the blizzard and come home, and I want you to hear loud and clear your heavenly Father's voice for you today. There is no life for you in the blizzard, the blizzard of this world. There is no life for you there. It's not the world's fault. It's just that the world has nothing to offer you. The world cannot satisfy you. It cannot satisfy the needs that you have in your heart. And the author of Jesus this morning is simply this. Stop, turn around, and come back. Stop, turn around, and come home from wherever you are this morning. And that is the direct message that comes from Jesus through his very first messenger named John the Baptist. So if you have your Bibles, let's look at Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, we're going to start in verse 4. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. So you just read that. What is John's message? What is step 1 In starting a relationship with Jesus or getting back on track in your relationship with Jesus, repent. There's a lot of baggage on that word, I know, but a very easy way to understand it is simply that. Stop, turn around, and go the other direction. Step out of the blizzard and come back to where you belong. But to understand John's message today, it would be helpful if we understood the man. Look at the next verse. Look at verse 6. I don't know if you caught this this morning. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt wrapped around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. Now imagine this, that you pick up your Des Moines Register this morning and on the front page it reads that some guy dressed in camel's hair is eating locusts and wild honey and is calling people to repent and dunking dunking them in Gray's Lake. You'd kind of freak out. Well, you'd probably be an ice fisherman uh, this week if he was doing that. Baptism would be a little hard in the river. But you would probably just think this guy is some crazy religious fanatic, some crazy person, or... Or, if you know anything about Scripture, just another one of the long line of slightly crazy people that God chooses to use for his plan. Which means there's hope for all of us crazy people. Amen? Amen? There's hope for you and there's hope for me. Now, it's important to realize that for those people that were gathering around John as he was gathering popularity, this isn't just some crazy guy out there yelling, Turn or burn! It's important to know that a little history lesson here, for any faithful Jew, John's actions are bringing to light, right in front of their eyes, prophecies from long ago. Look, at, look again at your scripture. It's right there before we get to the story. It's in verses 2 and 3. The prophet Isaiah, all the way back, seven centuries before the birth of Jesus, it says, as, Isaiah, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way a voice of one calling in the wilderness. That sounds familiar. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight the paths for him. So if you're a good Jew, if you're, if you're an Israelite, you've been waiting this for this, your ancestor has been waiting for this for hundreds of years. But notice, notice what John the Baptist's message is not. Did John the Baptist come out of the wilderness and start baptizing people and say, hey everybody, get ready? Jesus is coming, and when he comes, he's just going to let you do whatever you want. Jesus just really wants you to be happy, and and when he comes, you won't have to change any of your current lifestyle. In fact, he is here to to, to make you happy, and you can just make Jesus whoever you want him to be. So come and get on the Jesus train. That's not the message. That's not the message. You know what the message was? Repent. Repent. Stop going down that dead-end road you're on. Stop wandering around in your life and just doing whatever feels good. Turn around and come back to where you belong. Regardless of where you're at or what direction your life is headed this morning, I was thinking about this, this sign, this plaque, this poster that one of my friends in college had on his wall, and it read this. Pursue... God's agenda for your life, not your agenda with his name on it. Pursue God's agenda for your life, not yours with his name on it. Do you know the difference? Do you know the difference? Now let me ask you this. When you hear the word repent, what comes to mind? Is it a cheery feeling? Yes, it's Repentant Sunday. Sign me up. Probably not, right? I don't know about you, but I think of, you know, the farmer's market when you go down there and there's our, our, our friend that's always down there on his little soapbox, right? And he's got his, his horn out. He's saying, turn or burn. I could do it like this. Turn or burn, right? And that's a great illustration because that's exactly my message for all of you here today. I'm glad you came on Repentance Sunday. It's, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's not John's message, but it's not just a warm and fuzzy message either. It's also not the message that we sometimes want it to be when, when, we, when we follow Jesus, with the, what the world so often wants us to be, and it's this. Just have it your way. This whole church thing, actually, I think that's Burger King, isn't it? Uh, this whole church thing, you know, this whole Jesus thing, have it your way. However you want Jesus to be, however you want to fit Jesus into your life, that's fine. Just keep going down the direction you are. Instead, what is Jesus actually saying here? Dig a little bit deeper. The the word, the Greek word, the original word for repentance there is metanoia. Everybody say metanoia. metanoia. And it actually means to think differently. To literally change one's mind and live differently because of it. Not like, oh, should I have a burger or should I have a hot dog? It's like literally the the meaning of this, the deeper meaning of this, is to change the direction of one's life. To think differently. To have your mind be transformed. To literally change one's mind. So even if the world says, hey, you know what? You're single right now, and so this is what you need to do to find love. Or if the world says, hey, you know what? You're a a young couple, and you just had your first child. This is how you should spend your time. This is what your priorities should be. Or if the world says, hey, you know what? You're a young family. You've got a lot of kids, and this is the crazy, hectic lifestyle that you should live because that's what everybody else is doing. Or if the world says, hey, you know what, you're empty nesters now, you're nearing retirement, why don't you just kick your feet up and just coast on in because the church doesn't really need you anymore. And Jesus comes today and he says, really? Who told you that? Metanoia, change your mind. Think differently, be transformed. Jesus picks up on this later on in John's message, of course, John is preparing the way. Mark chapter 1, verse 15, so just a few verses later, it says, the time has come, Jesus said, and let's read it together nice and loud up on the screen. What does Jesus say? The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. So why repent? Why is repent a good thing and not this burden that we often think it is? Because when you stop and you turn around from the direction that you were headed and go the other way, there's good news on the other side. Repentance isn't just turning from this, it's turning towards a savior. Jesus says, I want to reorient your life this morning. I don't want to steal your joy. I don't want to take your freedom from you. When the world says, all the joy is over here. All the pleasure is over here. All the satisfaction is over here. So often we think, oh man, I got to go to church. Jesus is saying, no, at some point, this is going to end. There's no life out there in the blizzard, so turn around and come over here where only I can satisfy you. And I'm not just talking about the blizzard being for people, you know, those people with real issues. You know, the people that have real sin. I'm talking about us. All of us. And some of the things that you wouldn't think are the blizzards of life. Jesus says, trust me that I know what I'm talking about. I created you. Don't you think I know the best route for you? So I want to challenge you a bit this morning. Where in your life do you need to stop And turn around and go a different direction? Have you been running into some dead ends and are you tired of that? Where do you need to turn around and go the other way? I don't know where you're at this morning, but for some of you, you're sitting there going, oh, Pastor John, you know, it's just it's just this anger problem and it's fine. It's not really a, I just had this anger problem for a while and it comes up once in a while. It's not really a big deal. Doesn't doesn't really hurt anybody and I wonder how's that working for you? How's that working for your family? Oh, John, you know, it's just this habit I've had for a while I, I hop on the internet when nobody else is around and nobody really needs to know and it's not really hurting anybody. How's that working for you? How's your joy after you do that when nobody's looking? Oh, John, you know this. This is a tough one for a lot of us. I know some of you are thinking, John, I'm just a naturally busy person. Life is always kind of like a blizzard because it's just kind of go, 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 busy, busy, busy. That's just kind of how our culture is. That's just the lifestyle. That's just what everybody else is doing. And so we just stay busy and we run around and there's just lots to do. And that's who I really am and I can't really change. And Jesus says, really? How's that hearing God's still small voice in the silence going for you these days? How's that working for you? Oh, John, you know every couple goes through some rough spots once in a while, and 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 even if we did need help, you know, my spouse and I, with some of the arguments we're going through, we'll just try a little bit harder. I I watch Doctor Phil once in a while; it's helpful, you know. I got my magazines that I read, you know, and we'll just we'll just try a little bit harder to have a healthy, godly marriage. Jesus says, "Really, you don't think?" I, the God who created you, the God that created love and marriage would have anything to say about the arguments that you keep getting into with your spouse? How's that working for you trying to do it on your own? Oh, John, you know, we just got a lot of things on our plate right now. We got, we got work and working on the house and working out and going out with friends and so we got to shuttle the kids around and there's just not always time for worship or, or, or getting deeper. You know, people in a small group are serving. And I Really? Are you really full with that lifestyle? You really feel like you have a sense of community? How's that working for you? It's all of us. No matter if one of those examples hits you this morning, you're like, my blizzard's different than that. We're all in the blizzard sometimes. Jesus says stop, turn around, and come back. Because when you're running off on your own, it can get really, really Tiring after a while. And nobody knows that better than your friend and mine, Forrest Gump, (laughs) who got some new running shoes, and he was off running in the wrong direction for a long time. Until one day. Let's take a look. When you're constantly running, and you really have no idea why. It gets really tiring, and Forrest discovered that, and so that day he stopped and he turned around and he went home. Step one in following Jesus. Stop and listen for his voice telling you what the priorities of your life should be. Step out of the blizzard and come home. Repent. Turn around. And, and folks, this isn't just a, a one-and-done thing. Jesus calls us to repent every single day. I mean, think about it. Even in, in the little things, that, that thing that I said to my kids, have you ever asked for your kids' forgiveness? The way that I treated my spouse, repent, turn around and go the other direction. The way that I treated my wife, my attitude towards, towards work, metanoia, repent, stop, turn around, go back and go back to the basics. I love how the prophet Jeremiah puts it long ago. God's people were looking for a fresh start. And he says this long ago in Jeremiah chapter 6. I want you to hear this today. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. Look for the ancient path, it says. It says. Not the newest or or, or hippest trend or expert advice. Not your own agenda. Go back to the tried and true paths. The basics of how to have a relationship with God that God's people have used for centuries. What are those things? What are the basics? What is the tried and true path? What is the ancient path that God's calling you to walk on? Some of you are sitting by them right now in overflow and and the rest of you are going to walk by them on your way out and you walked by them on your way in. There's some banners back there on the wall and they say this, connect, grow, and serve. Everybody say connect. Everybody say grow. Everybody say serve. You want a path? You want a roadmap leaving here today? How do I get started? How do I get re-energized in my faith? How do I get my priorities back in line? Jesus says it starts here. Get connected, get growing, and get serving. And I like to keep things simple. Some of you are like, that's pretty simple. Let me make it more simple for you. Everybody say, lamp. You're so smart. Everybody say, plant. Dug that up today. Everybody say, towel. You want to get started in your faith? You want to know how to get plugged in? You want to know what it means to be a follower of Jesus? It starts right here. Connect, grow, and serve. So let's start with connect we will start with connect. A lamp, excuse me, a lamp by itself isn't very helpful unless it's connected, unless it's plugged into something. The church is a family. The church is not a service that you consume. The church is a family. And you're either connected or you're not. And if you're not connected, there's no light. There's no power. You've lost your purpose. The family needs you and you need the family. And that's what church is offering to you. The church is you. The church is people. So get connected. Is worship for you a once in a while thing or a, a, a and I know I'm preaching to the crowd here today, i preaching to the choir. There There is a difference between seeing worship as a, I don't know, an hour and a half once a week or is worship a daily lifestyle where when you come on Sunday, it's just like, why in the world would I ever miss the opportunity to worship God with 400 of my best friends? Maybe not your best friends, but you know, these people sitting around you. Why would I ever, why would I ever miss out on that opportunity? Folks, there is, I know everybody's got their TV shows. There is appointment TV and then there is an appointment with the God of the universe and you have one here every single week at 9:15 or 11. Amen? So, plug in, get connected. And some of you are thinking, oh, this is way too big, and there's a lot of people here, and I don't know them. Join a life group, join a missional community. They're all listed back there. Grab one of those brochures. Go talk to Andy after worship and get connected today. Not someday, today. Get plugged in. Everybody say connect. Yeah. The next one is grow. It's really hard to think about things growing this time of year. That's because this is fake. But you're not. Plants need to grow. And during the winter is one of the most crucial times to put your roots down deep so that they can grow And in the spring and the summer. It'll be green and we'll see fruit again. Are you growing? Do you have anybody in your life that challenges you in your faith? Are you connected with anybody in that way? Are you growing? Or is your plant a little withered? These days. One of the best ways to do that, take a class. Alpha starts tonight. Core starts tonight. Financial Peace University starts on Wednesday. Get plugged in and grow. Does everybody say grow? And last but not least, John, what are you going to cook something for us? Well, everybody say serve. On the night that he was betrayed, Jesus was with his followers and he took a basin and he took a cloth. And Jesus himself gets down on his hands and knees and washes the feet of his followers. And he says, go do likewise. Do you want to know the people in this church that have the most joy? The people in this church that feel connected? The people that walk through those doors every week and and say, I'm home. (laughs) This is my family. I feel connected here. I'm growing here because this is where I serve. The people that have the most joy around here serve. Grab your towel, grab your basin, and let's start being the church. Everybody say serve. Serve. Connect, grow, and serve. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads right now, here today, at the beginning of a new year, 2015, stand at the crossroads and look. Look for the tried and true path. Connect, grow, serve, not someday, Not later, today. The kingdom of God is here. So stop, turn around, and come home. It's time to follow Jesus. It's time to follow Jesus. No turning back. Amen?